This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Fern Lullum, and welcome to Into You, the podcast where we put love under the microscope, shedding light on the do's, don'ts, and nightmare scenarios we find ourselves in while flirting with romance. We live in a disembodied society. We do not have tools that help us just feel. We all come at dating from a slightly different angle, but we are often faced with very similar situations to shape up to. Allowing ourselves to actually say, I want to feel safe and I want to feel taken care of and I want to feel protected. If you can even convince people that their husbands are good men, then, you know, that's some powerful stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's the ultimate. Dating can uncover things about ourselves we never knew before. So without further ado, let's get into you. Okay, well, I'm ready whenever you are. Great, great. That's perfect. Hello, hello, and welcome to a whole new year of fun here on the podcast where all your dating decisions will suddenly seem far less unfathomable. It can only be into you. Now, what do you want more of from your love life in 2023? Well, if you're anything like me, one of the things which will be top of your list is confidence. Yes, that elusive trait which we all so badly crave but can have such an inconsistent relationship with. So I decided to chat to dating coach and trainer Anna Rover about how we can all feel a little bit more sure of ourselves in love. Later, Anna tells us why so many of us struggle with our confidence. Whenever there is a discomfort in the body or it's painful or tension or whatever, we run away from it. And recites pretty much word for word my own mental monologue whenever I was on a date. Is he my next husband? Has he healed his childhood trauma? What are the red flags here, you know? But first, I don't know about you, but after hearing that confidence is the key to a happy dating life so many times, I was keen to know what confidence might actually look like in practice. We hear a lot about confidence when it comes to dating. That is a word that is thrown around all the time. So what does confidence actually look like in dating? What are we actually talking about when we say the word confidence? Yeah, that's a really good question, Fern. As a woman, for me, being confident, that's what I teach my clients when I coach with them. Being confident for me in dating for a woman means that you are truly aligned with who you are and you know who you are and what you want and you know your boundaries and you're very much connected to your body. So I'm a feminine embodiment coach and when I work with women, I use the modality of feminine embodiment and what I've seen throughout the years, what it did for me and what it did for women who I work with is amazing. And I truly believe that there's a difference between confidence for women in dating and how that confidence actually looks like, let's say, for women at the workplace, because it's completely opposite. Mm. (laughs) And that's what I find that today, 
especially with everything that's going on with, you know, postmodern feminism and everything. One of the main points that I try to convey to women and one of the biggest mistakes that I see women do in dating is that they take that confidence, which is so much needed, obviously, in the workplace. You've got to be confident in who you are and, you know, lean in and um, take your career by the balls and say what you want and hold the room and all of these things, which is exactly what's needed in that environment. And the mistake that women make is that they take that same confidence, which is a very masculine, like even when you look at how the body holds itself or how you hold yourself at work, you have to be in that state of confidence. It's a lot of masculine energy that's in the head, in the shoulders and in your upper body. Talk about being on Zoom for the last two years, right? It's like all here. And it's completely different when it comes to dating. But when I ask most women, well, let me ask you, because I like I like to ask this Go question on. when I talk to someone. So when I ask you, Fern, how do you want to feel in a relationship with a man? I think I would say I want to feel safe and I want to feel like we have good communication between us. It's interesting that you're saying about masculine and feminine because I would say, yes, I, I very much want to play that kind of protected feminine role. Yeah. And so you said safe. That was the first word that you said. And I can tell you that I've now spoken to thousands of women and the most frequent word they say is exactly that. Mm -hmm. I want to feel safe. And so when someone wants to feel safe in a dynamic with a man, and when we bring that masculine confidence into dating, which is what so many women do because they think that's the right thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. Like know your goals and the strategy and where's your checklist and all the red flags and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, that totally depolarizes. Like what you're attracting, in fact, is actually men who do not make you feel safe because you're taking on that masculine role. What's needed, because you asked me about confidence in dating for what's needed is that feminine confidence where you're able to get out of your head and more into your body. So out of the head, the shoulders and that angular energy and how the body like you have to hold it together to a lot more softness in your body, a lot more relaxation. And you can see this in women, women who are connected to themselves, to their body and to their femininity, so to say, and we can talk about what that means. They're they're actually leaning back instead of leaning in, mm. you know? So it's the opposite principle of what we're being taught to do in work and, you know, strategy and leaning in and things like that. It's the opposite of that. And when you're leaning in that, that is magnetism. That is confidence. A woman who's confident in her body in dating is a woman who lets men lead, who lets men court and pursue her. She values her time and herself. And like, she's so in love with her own company that she doesn't settle for less, that she knows her value. And, you know, there's all these talk about be a high value woman. Well, for me, in my work, you're a high value woman when you're fully embodied. I, I want to hear more about this. So how do we connect with our body and lean into that energy? Well, you're going to join my program to find out about that. <laughs> <laughs> Not giving away the secrets. <laughs> no, but I mean, look, I, as a feminine embodiment coach, I teach women a fundamental practice that takes about five minutes a day. And I've written articles about this and everything. It's not a secret. You can start with things like, first of all, understanding, getting aware. I think most women are not even aware they're doing it in dating, right? Like how they are applying the same 
masculine strategy and masculine confidence at work and bring them into dating. So once we become aware of that, the question becomes, well, how do I do that? And this is where you find, I don't know, a thousand YouTube videos on how do I get into my feminine stuff and the superficial things, which are at the top are things like, you know, burn candles and you know, get into the makeup and the style and wear dresses and flowers and be in nature and stuff. And all of that is great. And I teach that too. But again, this is just the cherry on the top because you can burn candles all day long and wear dresses and be into your makeup and hair. But if deep down inside you're not, let's call it embodied or connected to yourself in a deep way, when you are embodied, It's the truth of who you are. The definition of embodiment is the truth of who you are. And embodiment is becoming now this kind of term that's getting thrown around is becoming really popular. And the truth of who you are is whatever's happening in your body in this moment is true and is relevant and is important to acknowledge, to witness and to feel. And so when women come to work with me, What I'm helping them do is get out of their head and start to feel. What I find in a lot of women who come to work with me is that we, and we, I include myself in that, we are disembodied. We're numbed out. You know, whenever there is a discomfort in the body or it's painful or tension or whatever, we run away from it. And it's actually not only women, it's everyone. We live in a disembodied society. We do not have tools that help us just feel. And that's why you have a mental health crisis and people get on drugs and, you know, it's all the love, sex and rock and roll kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Because why? Because I don't want to feel, I cannot feel, I don't have the tool, it becomes too much. And obviously there's so many roots to this. The simple things, I invite all of the listeners, notice what's happening in your body right now right? As we're talking, whatever you're sitting, right? So when I coach my clients, we start with closing down our eyes and noticing our breath. Feeling your body on the chair, feeling your feet on the floor, feeling your body being heavy, surrendering your weight down into that safety that's here. This is where actually embodiment starts because you are not able to start to feel if you don't feel safe. So the first step to this is to start to feel safe in your body. And after that, I invite my clients to start to feel and start to get below the layer of numbness, just like being aware of the five senses, what's happening on the external senses in your body, how do the clothes on your skin feel like, right? So it's like starting to sensitize the external senses, but it's also a huge part of that is internal senses and starting to get aware and curious and familiar with what actually is happening in my body. And I could tell you that Yes, like what I teach women is how to attract men and be successful in relationships, but their whole lives change because of that. (laughs) When you start to get familiar with actually what the hell is happening in my body and who I am, it's just amazing. I'm sure, Fern, you have been around people who really feel comfortable in themselves. Mm. And there's so many people who don't. For me, I'm so attuned to this now that as soon as I meet someone who, like I can sense they're uncomfortable being in their bodies and that's a huge problem and I can feel it energetically. Mm. (laughs) I can't be around those people for a long time. But when I meet people who are embodied and really comfortable with like feeling the whole spectrum of emotions from bad to good, from pain to joy, whatever, these are the people who were drawn to naturally 
if you're feeling this way and you know who you are and you're allowing yourself to feel everything and you have the tools for it, imagine going on a date like that. Mm-hmm. And also knowing this principle of polarity that I don't need to lead this. I don't need to be in my head. My job is to just show up and enjoy and lean back, actually. What a gift. I always say, what a gift you give to yourself, but also to the man on the other side who can also relax with you because you're not in your head thinking of, oh, where's this going? Is he my next husband? Has he healed his childhood trauma? Oh, shit. What are the red flags here? You know, you're just there in your body. And the outcome There's no attachment to whether this is going to proceed to the next date or not. There's no attachment to whether you're going to be my next husband. There was a very long-winded answer. I apologize, but this is also a deep subject that I needed to explain (laughs) to get to the point. Oh my goodness. I was just sitting here listening to you. I think I felt more relaxed during that five minutes than (laughs) the rest of my life. I mean, that was wonderful, especially as a terrible overthinker myself. It's nice to get out of your head and into your body for sure. After my zen moment of mindfulness, I was feeling very thoughtful about what Anna had shared. I think it's so easy to see confidence as this universal concept and believe that we'll all gain confidence by doing exactly the same things. And yet, as we've discovered many, many times on this show before, things are never quite that black and white, are they? It made me wonder what other people do to feel more confident in their love lives. So, as is the protocol of most scientific studies, yes, even in 2023, I put out a post on social media, and here are a selection of my favourite answers. The sentence reads, In an attempt to feel more confident on a first date, I... finish that sentence. Stacy planned it so we'd meet after dinner to avoid any eating embarrassment. Then I realised halfway through the date that I had chocolate all down my dress. Well, at least he knows you've got good taste, Stacy. Don't worry about it. Kevin made sure I didn't look in the mirror before I left. I mean, that didn't work so well for Stacy, now did it, Kevin? Debs had my mum on standby to call with an emergency if things weren't going so well. Yes, it's always very important to feel confident about your escape plan too, Debs. And Vince covered myself in a new cologne, but it smelled awful, so I spent the entire day edging away from them, which might have given the wrong impression. Possibly so, Vince. I'd say that's a case of the wrong message being sent, wouldn't you? interesting to hear Anna talking about how out of touch we can so easily be with our own bodies and what they're trying to tell us. I think it's really tempting, particularly when it comes to love, to rationalise things away and overanalyse the truth out of every single situation and stay fixed firmly in our heads. When we actually take that moment to step back, breathe and become aware of ourselves and our surroundings in the present moment, it can be such a simple but effective way of grounding ourselves in what's really going on, in how we feel instead of solely what we think. I suppose the trouble is that our true feelings aren't always the most convenient or may not fit into the neat little narrative we wish they would. And yet, by running away from them, we're only hurting ourselves even more. With all this in mind, I was determined to get to the bottom of why, for so many of us, confidence can feel like an alien concept. Why are so many of us so 
unconfident. Why do we struggle so much with confidence when it comes to dating, do you think? That is a huge question, Fern. It's deep work. Why people are not confident in dating? Well, I'll I'll speak for women because this is who I work with mm. and I'm a woman myself, so I've been through that journey. Well, one of the reasons is that, you know, when we think about our partners, they are actually the most intimate dynamic or relationship that we are going to have in our life after our parents. And so that brings up a lot of stuff. And that's why, you know, when I work with women, they say, oh, I'm the full package. You know, I'm that successful woman. I've achieved a lot in my career. I've done this and this and that. I have the house. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong with men or where I'm confronted, where I meet a guy that I really like, I freeze or I become that little girl. Well, that is because all of that masculine energy has been activated in all of the areas of life and you became so good at external things and making them great and successful, which is amazing. But what I see in a lot of women, we've disregarded that part. We've pushed it down, the feeling part, the vulnerable part, the allowing ourselves to actually say, I want to feel safe and I want to feel taken care of and I want to feel protected. And the second reason is when I work with women, the deep work that we do, it actually goes to all the limiting beliefs that we have about men, women, relationships, and most importantly about ourselves. And so we we do this deep excavation work because, you know, it all comes from childhood. I mean, everybody knows this, but it's all of these beliefs that we've taken on as children about who men are, who women are what relationships are and what love is like. Like if I look back at my story, I grew up in Eastern Europe. My mother passed away when I was really young. I was eight. And my father was completely emotionally unavailable. When we do this work, we also look at our parents. And sometimes all this all of this stuff is not even yours. Mm. It can be even intergenerational, right? And so, you know, when I started to explore, like why did my dad not talk to us for three days in a row? as a punishment, let's say, tool or whatever, or why didn't he love me in the way that I wanted to be loved or in the way that I needed to be loved as a girl without a mother growing up? Well, it's because he did the best that he can with the resources available. And so when I grew up, I absorbed these beliefs about, you know, who men are. And so I grew up in a society where men couldn't be trusted, right? Men were cheaters, where relationships ended up in divorce. I did not see role models of what a good, healthy relationship dynamic looks like where polarity is involved. For example, I grew up in a society where there are strong women and men are pretty much weak. You know, women manage the houses. They tell their men what to do. They parent their men and blah, blah, blah. And so love for me was not speaking for three days. Do you know what I mean? And so we take on those beliefs. And then, of course, deep down inside... When we dig deep down inside, most women don't feel good enough for a great men to enter their lives or they feel like they believe that they don't deserve it or they don't deserve love. Whatever that is for you, everybody has a belief like that. And so as we go through life, as we accumulate these beliefs, you know, as I did, then we start dating. We go out into the real world <laughs> and our beliefs then shape our reality. So if all my life I believe that men can't be trusted or men are cheaters, or relationships end up in divorce, well, guess what I'm going to see or attract or look for evidence for mm -hmm. exactly that. And so it's like, a, you know, you're goldfish in like this, this fishbowl and you don't see anything else. And of course, today, 
we are bombarded with these messages of toxic masculinity and how men can't be trusted indeed, right? And patriarchy, I mean, don't get me started on all those messages. <laughs> and so this is the reality we live in. And so now women 30 plus coming to their 40s are just perplexed about what the hell's happening? What am I doing wrong? What's the missing piece? Well, that's what's happening. If you're constantly bombarded with these messages together with your belief system, of course, you're asking yourself this question, where are all the good men? Well, I can tell you they're everywhere. You're just not seeing them. And as soon as we start working on this belief system and the reframe and the embodiment of your own but deep down beliefs, then everything changes. Women also don't have a clue about what men have to go through. You know, most women would think that men just want sex, especially they watch movies like Bombshell and Jeffrey Epstein and real stories. But what I mean is that that's not helpful <laughs> when you're trying to attract a good man because you think that you're surrounded just by predators. And so there's factors and they're in layers, right? So there's like beliefs that you absorb as you grow up from your immediate environment. There's also intergenerational stuff. And then it's like society, like your neighborhood, the culture you grew up in, society, what's in the media, what's on social media, right? And so that's why. And then all these causes for disembodiment add on to that, the fact that we're not able to feel. And so here we are with this amazing bouquet of stuff <laughs> that now we got to like unpile and work through. What a beautiful but terrible message, you know, like a bouquet of flowers, <laughs> but actually it's a bouquet of issues as hope. Thank goodness for that. Yeah. <laughs> we need that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do and a lot of other amazing coaches do. And and life on the other end of this is amazing. And a lot of the times women feel like, oh, my God. you know, But it's just it's a simple shift that you can do. And the men are incredible. Men are amazing now with this new belief system i see them everywhere like from the grocery store guy to the taxi to the uber driver to my husband to the men in my family my relation with my dad has changed as a result of that and so most men are good men they do not have the intention to ghost you or make you feel bad or you know subjugate you into something or make you sit in the kitchen like all of these messages are just not real like not true i mean in my opinion and i and i truly believe that I mean, if you can even convince people that their husbands are good men, then, you know, that's some powerful stuff. <laughs> I think that's the ultimate. So when we talk about confidence, I want to clarify something, Anna, because I think a lot of people think that if you are confident, it must mean that you have no self-doubt, no insecurities. Is that true? Do you have to kind of reach an ultimate place of I'm bulletproof to be confident? No, I mean, of course not. Every single person has insecurities and things that they still need to work through. And I think that's what gets mistaken. And again, I bring back the conversation of masculine confidence versus feminine confidence, right? And to me, feminine confidence is vulnerability. It's also very attractive when men are connected to that, when they're real and you're not wearing this mask of confidence, a lot of the times they try to wear this mask. It's like fake it until you make it. Mm -hmm. Well, that doesn't work because the man on the other side in the date, he really feels it. He can't explain it, but there is a misalignment when you are trying to be confident. Because again, confidence is feeling really comfortable in your body. Saying things like, like you know, setting your boundaries and saying this doesn't feel good you know, and really being relaxed about it because everybody has their own issues and everybody has insecurities and 
you know, I'm so happy that this whole vulnerability trend is there now. When you have the language to, the language, but also the courage to just be freaking real and say, this doesn't feel good to me. Because when you say, this didn't feel good to me, or I felt X, Y, and Z, like, I don't know, disrespected or, or on the opposite side, you tell a man that you felt amazing on a date and you thank him for a great date, right? When you communicate with your feelings, nobody can argue with that. Mm-hmm. Like you can't say, I mean, okay, some men, which you <laughs> probably shouldn't see anymore, can make you feel guilty for what you feel. But that is what confidence is. And I mean, in my life, I've realized that the more I work on myself, <laughs> the more layers I uncover to be worked on, Mm -hmm. which is kind of insane when you think about this, but there's no enlightenment. Like you never arrive. Mm -hmm. I thought that I'm going to arrive at some, I don't know, confidence enlightenment, but I don't. I still have insecurities and things that I worry about. It's just being human. It seems so obvious that everyone will always carry around some form of insecurity or doubt about themselves. And yet I think we all need a reminder of it sometimes. After all, struggling with confidence, like struggling with anything, only gets worse if you believe you're going through it alone. Next time, Anna highlights the pitfalls of being too hard on yourself when it comes to confidence. She says, what did I do wrong? What should I say? And I'm like, that's not the right question here. And calls out some common habits that are hurting our self-esteem. If you find yourself in a rut of counting down the minutes and the hours since he replied last, oh my God, you're totally in the wrong space. You need to get out of that. As always, I want to hear from you. How do you ground yourself when you're getting stuck in your own head? And what have you tried that has left you feeling more confident in yourself? Leave me a comment and let me know. For now, though, you've been listening to Into You with me, Fern Lullum. Special thanks to my guest, Anna Rover, whose links will, of course, be in the show notes. Also to Joshua Holland for technical support and to the manager of AMI, Andy Frank. Leave me your feedback at feedback at ami.ca. And if you liked what you heard, make sure to search for Into You on your favourite or indeed any podcast distributing platform and subscribe for more episodes coming your way on the first Thursday of every month. Because I've got to tell you, it helps with my confidence every single time you do. 